guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'll tell you a little secret. I love to bake and cook fancy, intricate dinners two-thirds my kids won't eat. I have great fantasies about decorating my house in beautiful colors with tastefully arranged vignettes of thoughtfully curated items. You know, things that look really attractive, but upon reflection, give a glimpse into our personalities in the home. Whimsical pieces of furniture and artwork to balance the clutter-free rooms. When I stop and look around at my house, well, we have a 100-pound chocolate lab who sheds all year round, and three boys who have no awareness, none, of leaving finger and footprints as they challenge each other to see who can climb the walls highest. Seriously, that's a thing on my house. The youngest? Pretty sure he's a monkey. He can make it up to the ceiling by shimmying up the walls in the hallway. Our decor reflects my husband's world travels, our family trips and vacations, and the artistic expressions of my boys. Our furniture? Well, three boys and a dog who isn't allowed on the furniture, but still, I think it paints a picture for you. So where do I go for my escapism? Pinterest. But where did I go for my information when we had to try a gluten-free and egg-free diet? Pinterest. And when I needed to research sensory therapies and cheap alternatives to sensory toys? Pinterest. Pinterest is not just for escaping into pretty pictures about decorating, hairstyles, and recipes. It's a search engine, and it's kind of a big deal. Are you ready to be convinced? Hey, I'm Janice, and welcome to another episode of Connections, Coffee, and Confidence. Those are the three things I think are critical to every successful entrepreneur. So grab a cup of your favorite brew, and let's get into today's episode. So Pinterest, it's a search engine. Last year, they had over 2 billion searches per month, and you know that those weren't all recipes. Now for comparison, Google had 100 billion searches per month, 
So Pinterest isn't the main player when it comes to being a search engine, but they're not to be dismissed. And they actually have some really good data behind the striking red icon. And you know, I love to dig out statistics. So I know I'm not wasting my time, but also because I like to win at Trivial Pursuit. So let me dazzle you with some of the most relevant numbers and my thoughts around them. If nothing else, the fact that Pinterest is growing should convince you to check it out. The platform gained 70 million monthly active pinners in 2019. That's a 26% growth. There are now 335 million people who use Pinterest every month. And more than half of the monthly active users are actually weekly users. But who are they? And are they for you? Well, if you market towards women, or those people also known as those who make or influence 70 to 80% of household purchases, then yeah, pinners are probably for you. More than two-thirds of Pinterest base is women, and more than 80% of American women aged 18 to 64 with children use Pinterest. Although I am Canadian, I feel kind of like I'm the quintessential Pinterest statistic. More than half of the users are based outside of the U.S., and that market share is growing. It grew by 35% in 2019, and in 2018, 80% of the new signups were from outside of the U.S. If you are an online service or a product seller, this might be an untapped source of revenue for you. Ditto if you have no shipping restrictions on your physical product. And if you're one of my listeners in France or Germany, you're in luck because behind the US, you guys are home to the fastest growing community of pinners. Let's do a deeper dive into who's actually using Pinterest. Pinners are more likely to come from high income households. Hello, more disposable income for spending on luxury or non-essential products. And they are fairly well educated. These pinners are also pretty open-minded. Three quarters of pinners say they're very interested in new products. That's much higher than the 55% of users on other digital channels. I think this is great if you aren't a massively well-known brand because it feels like the opportunity for sales and revenue growth is in your favor. What worries me about this is what you have in place to continue the relationship during and after the sale has been finalized. If you think about it, that 75% of users just stated they have no brand loyalty. So once you get them in, do you have something in place to keep them as your customer? Something to think about, my friends. And when it comes to sales, Pinterest seems to be making it happen. Shopping is a top activity for Pinterest users, with 48% saying that is their reason for going to the platform ranking just after viewing photos. For context, that 48% is three times higher than the next closest platform, which is Facebook, by the way, for shopping. Now, I feel like Instagram is making a hard play for a larger cut of that market with their recent changes, you know, the ones to their layout and their algorithm. But for right now, Pinterest seems to be the medium for shopping. 77% of pinners say they regularly discover new brands and products on the platform. More than that, 98% of pinners have tried things they find on Pinterest, and 83 have made purchases based on brand content. So again, 
Once you've landed in your pinner's purse, what are you doing to stay there? Do you encourage them to follow you? Do you have an email strategy to stay top of mind? That's not a bad number of people buying, but these people are not married to a brand. So are you thinking about how to put a ring on it? Anybody else got Beyonce in their head now? You're welcome. Well, now that we know who's on there and what they're going there for, how do we get their attention? Well, 600 million of monthly searches are visual. And what you might not realize is that 62% of Gen Z and millennials prefer to use visual searches. That essentially means you want to have pretty pictures, something to catch somebody's eye. And if you're like me, that gives you a moment of pause, an opportunity to remind yourself you can do hard things. I can write you a story. I cannot compose a picture, match colors, pick complementary fonts, and so on. So I rely on royalty-free websites for my pictures, and there are loads to choose from if you don't have a photo bank. That stat doesn't just refer to pictures, though. There were six times as many video views. Did you know that Pinterest pins can be videos? Six times as many video views in 2019 as there were in 2018. And that number, in my experience, seems to be growing. In fact, my highest performing pin has over 9,000 impressions, meaning more than 9,000 people have been shown my pin. It has been pinned and clicked and even hearted or liked more than any of my others, and it has almost one and a half thousand watches. That's a lot more people than I could have reached with one podcast episode in the time frame at this stage of my business. Now imagine if I was selling something with that pin. Oh, and that pin is a video. And not like something amazing, like a professional version of a TikTok dance challenge or anything like that. It's just a night sky with stars and a quote from an episode. The success bar feels kind of low. And you know that adage about a customer needing to be touched seven times before they decide to make a purchase? I'm curious to know how many times someone sees a brand's content before they turn into one of those purchasers. But if it is still seven times, Pinterest just feels like a way less stressful method to accomplish that. Now, I don't want to talk too much about ad buys, mostly because I haven't purchased ads, and I don't like to talk about things I haven't tried myself. But special and seasonal moments create a buzz of activity on Pinterest. And when you combine that with a bit of ad spending, well, it's like a dusting of fairy magic or consumerism. Pinterest says that promoted pins, those are ads, aligning with those types of events see a 22% boost in sales. If you're someone who's involved in the planning or execution of weddings, christenings, I guess funerals, graduations, beating people at Christmas or birthdays, national holidays, anything connected to a moment with a capital M, a few dollars to promote your pin might be something you could consider. Something else to take into account though is that pinners are those annoying people who look way down the road and plan ahead, like up to 60 days ahead. So the ship may have sailed for you to cash in on Christmas, 
but you've got time to start planning for Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day. And evidently, people want you to be upfront with the nitty-gritty details of what you're advertising. And this is simple stuff too. Things like show your item or service in action, make a declarative call to action, discuss the price, put your brand name in the description. None of these are rocket science, but may not have been things that you thought of as actually connecting to your sales conversions. That is, if you were thinking of your pins as sales tools. That is, if you pin. While I was researching this episode, I dug up a lot more stuff that I found fascinating, but honestly, who wants to listen to me recite numbers for 15 minutes? What I've talked about here has led me to think about my own Pinterest strategy. And I do use the word strategy somewhat loosely. I decided from the very beginning of this podcast, not this episode, but like the whole podcast, to figure out Pinterest. I've used Facebook for a few years and quite quickly grew a loyal group of followers with my other business, but I'd never tried Pinterest. So I decided, why not now? I did not decide to pay for a Pinterest course or a workshop, I just did some digging and some research and engaged in some experimentation. I create two pins per episode and I post them weekly on Thursday and the other ones on Friday. Randomly chosen days. I do two because I struggle with pictures. Same reason I'm not unbelievably present on Instagram. But two is manageable for fresh content and I can stay consistent. Like every other platform with an algorithm, you get preference if you're consistent and fresh. As a search engine, I knew I needed to figure out SEO or search engine optimization. And as that's word-based and words are kind of my thing, I think that's what's helped me grow to almost 12,000 viewers per month. I make sure to use keywords in my pin descriptions and titles, but I didn't know that the Pinterest machines are so smart that they actually read the words on the image itself and include those in search parameters. And while I have a call to action in the pin description, I don't have it up front. I do have Connections Coffee and Confidence podcast written on each pin, but it tends to be unobtrusive. I might make it more of a feature. And I might also go back and look at my podcast uploader to see which of my pins have been driving traffic to episodes because I know I'm getting click-throughs for people to listen. I just wasn't scientific about connecting the dots. If you have a website that sells your product, Pinterest has been upgrading their sales capabilities, and that's something I would advise you to look into. I would go into it here, but I don't have any experience in that aspect. Perhaps when I finally create some items for sale, I can come back and update you. But one thing I do have experience in is the Pinterest data. Not just what they pump out for public consumption, but the data pertaining to me and my pins, the ones I create for this podcast. I can tell you my pinners are really into home decor, education, and art. They skew younger than the norm, with almost half of my audience being between the ages of 18 and 24. And I buck the female-led audience trend with almost 30% identifying as men. They live primarily in the U.S., Brazil, and India. But guess what? I have no record of listeners in Brazil or India. 
So it gives me a bit of thinking to do, how I can revert the people who are engaging in my written content to engaging with my podcast. If you're a data-driven marketer, Pinterest provides a wealth of information for you to dive into, to dissect and turn to your advantage. Mind you, the flip side of that is, holy smokes, the amount of data they have on us. Like, wow, how do they tell what's on screen versus what's been seen? Like, that's the kind of info that's pretty interesting. So have I talked you into using Pinterest as a tool yet? I find Pinterest to be much more friendly, less intimidating for everything than other platforms. For some reason, I get lost when researching Google SEO, but Pinterest just feels easy. I think Pinterest has made an effort to make things very easy, not just for the pinners, but for creators. I invite you to follow me or even just look at my Pinterest profile. See if you can spot my crazy bananas popular pin. It's Janice Fogarty CCC, or just search for Connections Coffee Confidence, all one word, the next time you pop on the platform. Let me know who you are. Send me an email or message me straight on the platform. And let's connect. Do you struggle sometimes with what you should post on social for your business? What if you could quickly and easily decide on what you're going to post on all of the feeds by using some simple prompts? What if those prompts were reusable and would create unique posts each time with no extra thought required on your part? Sound good? Well, my friend, I've created the ultimate guide in my five unique social media posts ideas to help you to do just that. Yeah, but Jan, I can listen to your 15-minute podcast, but I don't have the time to pre-plan a social calendar right now. Plus, I really don't even know what I'd post about that people might actually care to stop and read. I hear you. Time to plan and create content is the number one reason why people stick with posting the same few things over and over or just don't post as much as they'd like, which is why I created my five unique social media post guide, because you can easily reuse these ideas multiple times each, resulting in over 50 new posts from these five prompts, and they can be used on all of your social channels. So get instant access to my five unique social media post guide janicefogarty.com and download your guide today for a better social feed with less stress. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. And if you like what you heard, I'd love if you could hit the subscribe button and leave me a positive review wherever you're listening. It doesn't cost you anything but an extra minute of time, but it means a lot to me. And if you really like what you're learning, head to JaniceFogarty.com and sign up for my weekly email. You'll be the first to know about the new episodes and the other plans I'm working on. So make sure to meet me, same time, same place, next week. Until then, stay safe and thank you so much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 